0: We're joined now by Tim Lacombe and Jake Scott. And All right, Coach Lacombe. I mean, probably the toughest game plan you ever had to build was, uh, I don't know.
1: Stop the unstoppable.
0: Like, what do you do?
1: Well, I, you know, it's sometimes you got to hope that he, he that player is not that interested. That wasn't the case tonight. It seemed to me, though, as though uh, KD kind of was sitting on this one. Um Seemed like a big game for him, and I agree with you. Jake and I were talking about it. It looks like uh, Kevin Durant and the players from Christmas past.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's really an incredible group that they that he's carrying through this.
1: And, and that was the most impressive part. Like you said, he set up he, – he had Claxton have a night, right? And he had Brown have a night just by, by playing off of him he was unbelievable seeing the floor, rebounding the basketball, and then, you know, I think, like you guys said, there's there's been no one like him th- that size. You know, we talk about Giannis all the time, but, you know, Giannis doesn't have that next-level skill that KD has. It was it was pretty impressive to watch.
2: Giannis plays in transition. Uh, Durant can do that as well, but the strength, I think, of Giannis is in, in transition. Um And finishing at the rim, whereas Durant can control a game probably more so than than Giannis.
1: Yeah, and that's what we saw. I thought he controlled that the whole game tonight, you know. And the Jazz didn't necessarily, I mean, they fixed the turnover issue, didn't have the turnovers in the second half, Mm -hmm. but it was, it just was a game to me that KD wasn't going to lose.
0: Yeah, I mean, this was a massively important game for Brooklyn. They have a really tough schedule coming up. They came into the game just a game ahead of Charlotte. You do not The difference between making the playoffs, statistically, if you're eight, nine, or 10, compared to seven or eight, is really significant. And then, frankly, you know, they could, if they weren't careful, they could slip to 10. And they're trying to catch Toronto or Cleveland because they really need a home court in game seven because if they go to Toronto, Kyrie can't play.
2: Right, can't play and then can't come back here and play there as well. Well,
0: they think he'll be able to play here because the Yankees will you play. You think by the there.
2: Yankees gonna have? You think the Yankees have that much power? We had a guy uh, telling you what I heard around here today. <laughs> we
3: had a guy Booner on our show today who covers the Nets. He said exactly that. Said when it comes down to Aaron Judge, they're gonna <laughs> they're gonna change the, four the rules. Four best for the Yankees. players on the Yankees are yeah. not
0: vaccinated. Is the word in the building tonight, and the suspicion is that the something ma- will miraculously happen by the time the Yankees play their first game at Yankees
2: The Stadium. mayor said, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> it's a Yankees town. So
0: here's your two choices, the NBA rumor mill or politicians, <laughs> which do you want to believe?
1: <laughs> Depends on if Woj is involved.
0: We well, saw Woj. Who line. didn't
1: you see? I saw you, Allie Love you saw today.
0: I did. I got to talk to Allie Love for a little bit. Uh, wonderful conversation with Kyle Corver. He's just a great dude. So that Kyle Korver
2: living in Atlanta.
0: Talked to Steve Clifford, which means nothing to anybody unless you're an NBA junkie and know Steve Clifford's mm-hmm. one of the best dudes in the league. Terry Stotts has been with our team. You know what? You learn a lot being on the road. You learn that Nikhil Alexander-Walker, after going 0-for-6 yesterday, mm-hmm at 8 o'clock this morning was leaving the arena, they are leaving the hotel with Jeff Watkinson to go over to the Players Association gym to get shots in because there wasn't a shoot-around this morning on a back-to-back and he wanted to work on a shot after last night.
2: Pretty impressive. And then, and then he didn't play. doesn't play.
3: Now, if you guys were here with us in the arena and we're off the road, you'd know that Billie Eilish is in town and we would have had a number of uh, hip... Billy Eilish references from Locke tonight. I'm sure.
2: Who was that? <laughs> that
3: was my reaction. <laughs> <laughs> I call it William Eyelash. <laughs>
1: She's
4: a genius. By the she
1: way. is a genius. She well, kind of changed the game. Well, there've been people
3: camped out in front of this building all day. Like so. Tim is
0: a, as a musician. So let me actually go to Tim here for, as a musician. Like she really is, right? She's like revolutionary. Like you, you hear other musicians talk about the young musicians today that's who they talk about right yeah
1: she's she's like a savant music savant has a great under i mean started so young but definitely and then the following you know she's she's definitely built that out but probably as you watch music there'll probably be a you know you look back on it there's a little diversion where she took it it's kind of those are the great ones they, they they add a little wrinkle
3: nice crowd Oh, it'll be packed for sure. Oh, yeah. There were there were kids camped out all day, and it's it's going to be a crowded one. The opener a, the opener is out there right now. There was a chair in here said reserve for Ron Boone. I said, Yeah, Ron's not going to make. He's it He's not going to be here. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Not, tonight, yeah. not
3: tonight. Not tonight. They're not tonight. they're busy in
2: Brooklyn. Speaking of that, would so Tim uh, did you retire from your group or the, your?
3: Oh no no no, no. never. Okay. The Hounds are still around. We're, we're still
1: around. The who? We're still a thing. The Party Hounds. My oh. favorite. When I asked Ron to come to my show, he said, "Do you play Motown?"
2: You don't play Motown. And I said,
1: do we play, what, do you play Motown? I said, oh, we could work something No, Do you play it? Uh, Okay, I'm not coming.
0: Your band name is cool, but Brent Barry, the former NBA player, is the lead singer of Panic at the Costco.
3: That's pretty hilarious. (laughs) He can play the guitar now.
0: (laughs) Panic at the Costco. Should have been Chaos at the Costco. (laughs) It should have been Chaos at the Costco. He's, I have stories about Brett and his band on the Strand in Hermosa Beach and 4th of July parties and him just putting on a show. There you go.
3: All right. I like You're
0: it. You just learn stuff. by this You never broadcast. know
3: where crosstalk is going to go, do you? By the
0: way, Tim. Sir. Durant's warm-up tonight was one of the most awesome things I've ever seen. I heard you talking actually, about it. I actually talked to him afterwards. There's another one. And just told him what, how awesome it was to watch someone who was so obsessed with being great at their craft.
1: And his response. Thanks, man. Awesome. That's cool. That's better than what he said to a fan that told him they really needed him to get playing.
0: (laughs) He told, he said, thanks, man. That's cool. That's what he said.
1: I got to watch Bird in the garden. That was the Mm. coolest one. I, you know, in an empty garden. That was pretty neat.
0: Oh, that's pretty cool. Uh, I'll because I hate people who play the one-upmanship game. I have one that's not as good as Bird, but it's pretty darn good I'll s- next time, some other time, you can ask. Okay,
1: it wasn't one-up. It was just
0: right. that well, was one of the cool right. things
1: I got to see. Yeah,
0: no, I think that's great. Bird in the Garden warm-up is about as cool. Have, my poor kids have heard the same story out of me like a 100 times about the other stories. So.
3: Well, until next time. See you. That's right, the boys. Ease, I guess. All right, guys. Out. Uh, jazz fall tonight to the Nets, 114-106. We're breaking it down next on the Jazz Radio Network. Jazz game night, post-game show, Jazz Radio Network. Jake Scott coach Tim LaCombe. Jazz fall tonight in Brooklyn to the Nets, 114 to 106. Jazz got 30 points from Donovan Mitchell, 9 of 23, shooting 5 of 15 from 3. Uh, they got 18 points and 7 assists out of Mike Conley, 19 from Jordan Clarkson coming off the bench. But Kevin Durant putting on a show, 37 points on an incredibly efficient 15 of 23 shooting, 4 of 7 from 3. And then, you know, Coach, uh, the, the Nets got some stuff from uh, peripheral pr- players, and maybe we weren't expecting Bruce Brown. Averages about eight points a game. He goes for 22 tonight. Uh, Nick Claxton with 15. And uh, Patty Mills with 13 coming off the bench. Blake Griffin with nine. So Kevin Durant did a lot, but he did get some help as well.
1: He did. He set guys up, you know, and we talk about Donovan all the time, his ability to do that. Uh, Durant's the best scorer in the game. I think we saw that again tonight. But his ability to understand the spacing and and then guys like Claxton and Brown just really kind of lived off him tonight and – that's what great players do. They carry their team. Uh, the Jazz looked a little fatigued to me, a little tired. You know, it was that back-to-back thing, like Holly Rowe said. We heard, listened to her a little bit on the, on the telecast. Um, you know, this is – it's a real thing. It's not an excuse, but uh, the more rested team has, has fared pretty well this season. And the Jazz just a, looked a little bit tired to me, not as sharp and
3: certainly not as connected as they played over the last four or five games. Seemed like everything was a little bit more difficult for the Jazz, and everything came super easy to the Nets. And maybe that's just because Kevin Durant is so good; he makes it look easy. And then the Jazz, by the fourth quarter, were running two players at him just to get the ball out of his hands, and that makes life easy for everybody else. But you look at uh, you look at the Nets tonight; they shot fifty four percent to the Jazz forty four point six. So uh, shot a little bit better. The Jazz were fourteen of thirty nine from three; the Nets eleven of uh, eleven of thirty. But you know you can't get over Durant's game 37 nine boards eight assists and again 15 of 23 shooting everything just was really easy for him and he made tough shots you know I think he, he had some open ones
1: but you know his his fade away there late in the game when the Jazz really needed to stop over the top of Royce I, I thought Royce did his best really battled but uh, you're just gonna have a hard time because if he wants to you know the size difference if he wants to turn and square you up uh, he, he's got a great ability to do that and then he can see over the top so he made a, a bunch of tough shots. Was electric. Fifteen for twenty-three, four for seven, as we mentioned. Thirty-seven
3: points, nine rebounds, and eight assists. It's the reason Vegas still likes the Nets, and I know. it's because they have uh, Kevin Durant on their team. And we'll see, right? I, mean, I think the
1: the speculation is out there that things may change in uh, in Brooklyn with the vaccination status. Um, but as the playoffs near, I mean, you can see why. Kyrie last week going for 60 um, he, nights where he becomes pretty unstoppable. And then Durant having a game like he did tonight. Uh, Simmons kind of waiting in the wings. This team, uh, you know, they're, they're They certainly will be a pretty dangerous 7, 8, 9 seed wherever
3: they end up. No doubt. All right. The Jazz fall tonight, 114 to 106 to the Brooklyn Nets. Our next broadcast. Oh Well, with that, we'll say goodnight to our network stations. Our next broadcast is coming your way. Wednesday night. The Jazz will be in Boston to take on the Celtics. That game will tip off at 630. For those of you sticking around with us, we've got post-game sound for you coming up next. Jazz lose 114 to 106 right here on the Jazz Radio Network.
0: Catch and shoot three. Ah! clock is at zero, and another Utah Jazz game is in the books. This is the Jazz Postgame Show. Ingles underhand scoop to Conley, back out to Joe, fires the three. Presented by Mark Miller Subaru. Donovan skies and hammers. Now with the recap of tonight's game, here's Jake Scott and Tim LaCole. Oh.
3: Jazz game night post game show, Jazz Radio Network. Jake Scott, coach Tim Lacombe. Post game brought to you by Mark Miller Subaru and the My Subaru Is campaign. Real stories from real Mark Miller Subaru customers. Share your Subaru story for a chance to win prizes. Learn more and share Subaru.com. Jazz come up short tonight against the Nets 114 to 106. And uh, back to backs in the NBA are tough, coach, uh, especially when you're going up against a team with Kevin Durant.
1: Yeah, it's, uh, the, the, they're brutal no matter what but when you get a really special effort from one of the best players in the game you know that that makes it nearly insurmountable i like the jazz fight they certainly stayed in there they just didn't have enough and um you know energy early in the game kind of the the wasted possessions trying to do too much you know all that stuff and then you know you got to give brooklyn credit i thought they were pretty dialed in defensively for a team that's not very good defensively they had a pretty good game plan really tried to keep the jazz out of the middle and we know what happens when they get there. Help comes, they kick. Um, Jazz were still able to get 39 threes off, so they were able to get the looks, but I I do think that Brooklyn's strategy and kind of their scheme slowed them down.
3: Yeah, I thought Brooklyn played tough. I mean, they wanted this game. They wanted it, yeah. Locke talked a little bit about how important this was uh, to them. I think even though they're in the eighth spot, they probably think like they can have a playoff run if things uh, fall into place for them. I don't necessarily disagree, although... They need their guys. I mean, certainly. They're, they're a thin team, I didn't think, you know, you look at the Jazz bench production, and Clarkson had a nice night with 19, but seven of 19 shooting. Uh, Trent Forrest was uh, was one for six, but the point is the Jazz didn't seem to capitalize when Durant wasn't on the floor and the and the bench could, uh, could do some damage. They really didn't. No, I totally agree with that. I think, um,
1: you know, the, that's where you kind of want to make your run, and the Jazz just, like, the, the the lift they got in the last couple of games from, you know, count them, Pascal or Alexander Walker, Hernan Gomez yesterday, they just didn't have, you know, outside of Clarkson, didn't have a ton of that. And then, um, you know, Rudy got off to kind of a slow start, finished strong, stronger. Jazz did a good job in that middle ball screen of slipping him and finding some things easy for him there. So maybe they discovered a couple things there with uh, that slip. But, Overall, again, Jazz didn't play great. They were right, you know, made it made it somewhat interesting down the stretch, but a night where Kevin Durant kind of has his way is going to be tough to tough to win.
3: Well, let's do the Master of the Glass real quick because uh, speaking of Rudy, this really stands out tonight. Uh, Master of the Glass brought by Safe Light Auto Glass, the local v glass expert. Uh, back for another great year of basketball. Proud to be the preferred auto glass partner of the Utah Jazz. Safe Light Auto Glass is also proud to present this year's Master of the Glass rebound program at the end of the regular season. Safefly will donate $5 to a charitable organization for each rebound secured by this year's team rebound leader. Tonight's master of the glass, Royce O'Neal, who had eight rebounds tonight. But I mention this because Rudy, who, of course, is we almost uh, pin in every night as your master of the glass, Rudy only had four rebounds tonight. When was the last time we've seen a game where Rudy Gobert had only four boards? It might not have happened this year, honestly.
1: Yeah, and he looked a little bit tired to me. You know, those extra effort plays didn't get one offensive rebound, which is pretty crazy. Strange. Too, right? Um, Royce O'Neill got knocked around. I mean, he was on the floor four or five times. He, he definitely threw himself around. Love his effort on the glass. And, again, he gave everything he could when he was guarding Durant. Uh, Durant just has a little size advantage and ability to get – a shot out of a, a difficult window, but I really like the way that Royce competed, and congrats to Royce on, you know, right head-to-head, head, getting a master of the glass
3: against Rudy. Doesn't happen very often. Man, did Royce get smashed up a bit. He took a brutal pick from Blake Griffin. He got smashed by Kevin Durant against Into the, the back. Yeah, against yeah. the standard. That looked like that hurt. Got him in the jaw, but Royce is tough. Yeah,
1: he's tough. It, only four shots tonight. I think we talk about maybe the barometer of the Royce O'Neal shot, shot number. He's kind of talking about how the ball moves and it just, you know, the jazz with only 19 assists tonight on 37 made field goals, more, you know, more off the bounce, things like that. Not as many blender opportunities or, or
3: the ball popping as much as it did last night. All right, let's go back to Brooklyn. It's time to hear from jazz head coach, Quinn Snyder
4: you guys defensively, obviously, you know, coming around is coming around, but did you feel like you guys defended as well as you'd
5: like, or what kind of was missing on that? Other sport? Well, I think obviously, you know, the third quarter was the was what got us prior to that. You know, those, the other quarters, we, at least from result results standpoint, we were, we did a pretty good job, I thought. Um, there were some breakdowns in situations where, um, you know, if we're going to have our bigs have to be up to contest, um, you know, when he's in pick and roll or handoffs or anything and, and you get rollers, you know, other guys got to pull in and pull in early to protect, you know, on the roll. So there, there was some, some times where we did have breakdowns there, um, you know, and then you do that a couple of times and, and then all of a sudden you play it well and, you know, he hits, a, you know, a very difficult shot over Hassan. Um, I thought our offense didn't help our defense tonight. You know, we didn't seem to have, um, you know, the energy that we needed trying to get out and run. And that was, I think, something that when we run, you know, the ball has a chance to move more. I thought we got stagnant um, on the offensive end. It kind of deflates us a little bit. But, you know, this is one of those ones, you know, you watch the tape and, um, there were times I thought you know, Royce really fought him and, and did a good job, and um, you know some of the other guys we, we guard a couple of times and have a couple of breakdowns, and then Brown nails a three. And there were some plays that I think that were deflating for us as well during that stretch. So a lot of things happened where we didn't score, and. Uh, gave them some easy opportunities and then they made some, some plays and we had some breakdowns kind of been a combination of a lot of things, you know, kind of a perfect storm third quarter.
4: What was kind of the key to that late push that kind of made them spot at least a little bit
5: at the end? Yeah. Well, I mean, I, I think we attacked more and, and, uh, we're spaced and, you know, guys were creating and kicking the the ball moved more, Um, you know, they're, they're shifted. They, I thought they did a good job, you know, really trying to get into our ball handlers and, and uh, you know, make it harder for us to play pick and roll guys getting over screens. And, um, but there were times too, and um, we got in the paint, you know, and and didn't convert or um, we didn't, we, I don't know how many, we didn't get a lot of corner threes tonight which is usually an indication of us, um, you know, not playing as much with our eyes out as we need to. Uh, And we got some of them and, you know, guys missed them too. So.
4: um, Looking ahead to Boston, uh, they've been playing incredible since uh, a lot of this calendar year. What have you seen making a difference from them from earlier in the season?
5: Um, you know, they're a really good team. I think they've, they've found, um, you know, they've, they've found a chemistry. Um, I think Marcus Smart's leadership, um, you know, Tatum and Brown both being, um, you know, playing off one another at various times in the game. And obviously, you know, defensively, you know, they've been terrific with their length and, you know, game like that, we're gonna we're gonna need to to move the ball quickly and effectively in order to shift their defense and be able to attack against their length.
3: There you go, Jazz head coach Quinn Snyder. And uh, aren't we so lucky to have you, Coach LaCombe? You talked about uh, Royce O'Neal before we got to coach, and how he's kind of a barometer. Well, Royce, of course, that corner three is is kind of uh, what he does. And coach said when they don't get many corner threes, that's an indication of them not having their eyes out. Basically. Uh, kind of the similar vibe that you were throwing out there where we can look at Royce's shot attempts or the corner three in general, and you can kind of decide how the Jazz are playing.
1: Yeah, the other thing he said, I, I really believe, is their their offense did not help their defense. You know, the Jazz have played the last week, I guess, uh, played downhill, you know, really prioritized the rim with eyes out. And tonight, they again, you get into that mode where the team's doing a pretty good job at taking away space. And, and you settle, and I thought the Jazz settled a little bit, you know, it was, again, fatigue could be part of that, playing a game last night, turning around, playing a game today, but just seeing it the way, you know, the coach talks all the time, it just seems as though that was the little missing ingredient was just a little bit more downhill on offense, prioritizing possessions, and really kind of helping that feed your defense.
3: Post game is brought to you by Mark Miller Subaru in the My Subaru Wiz campaign featuring real stories from real Mark Miller Subaru customers. Subaru owners are diverse and each has a unique story to share. Read some, share your own. MySubaruIs.com. The Jazz uh, fall tonight in Brooklyn to the Nets, 114 to 106. We'll get you sound from the players next, right here on the Jazz Radio Network. Jazz game night, post-game show, Jazz Radio Network. Jake Scott, coach Tim Lacombe. Post-game is brought to you by Mark Miller Subaru and the My Subaru Is campaign. Real stories from real Mark Miller Subaru customers. Share your Subaru story for a chance to win prizes. Learn more and share. MarkMillerSubaru.com. Jazz come up short tonight against the Brooklyn Nets, 114-106. to Let's get a look at your points of the paint. Brought to you by Serta Pro Painters. Call 1-800-GO-SERTA. Or visit certapro.com. That's Sertapro with a C. Pro Painter is proven and trusted experts in painting. Uh, tonight, points in the paint. The Nets outscored the Jazz 54-40 to 40 In a night where Rudy Gobert was not as effective as he's been. Maybe that's not a surprise? Yeah, it doesn't surprise me. It just had a hard time kind of getting
1: anything going there. But, um, you know, I do like that Rudy kind of responded in the second half, and the Jazz did a good job of prioritizing finding him. You know, Quinn right out of the half goes to him down on the block. He ends up missing the shot. And that was the one where Claxton kind of outruns him
3: the other end for a dunk. But Rudy seemed a little fatigued to me. It seemed a little tired. He did. And again, only grabbing four rebounds is just so out of the ordinary, uh, certainly for Rudy Gobert to go along with his uh, 11 points. Mike Conley tonight, uh, 18 points, seven assists coach. He was seven of 12 shooting three of five from three in his 33 minutes playing. Now, Mike did not play last night, so maybe he was a little bit more fresh. But, you know, the Jazz taking L, but you and I have talked about it over and over and over again. You know, the Jazz need to have all their guys going uh, by the time the playoffs start. So it's probably, well, it's not probably. It is good news to see Mike Conley playing well. No, and it totally is a departure from
1: the lull we we saw probably 10 days ago. He's definitely found more of a rhythm. I, I think this rest, you know, as hard as it is for him, to, to kind of manage, he's made, alluded to that, that it's hard to sit, you know, not play well and then not be able to play the next night. But I, I think, you know, he continues to figure out a way to impact the game, and, he, and he's certainly shooting the ball a lot better. Speaking of, Mike, let's go back to
3: Brooklyn. It's time to hear from the Jazz point guard. You
4: um, starting in that second
6: quarter, to third quarter. Obviously, KD and, you know, the gravity he has when he plays a game, he made, he started making plays, uh, especially, you know, with the coverages we were throwing at him. Um, but you know, I think our offense kind of died a little bit there and, and it kind of affects the way, you know, what we do on the opposite end. So, um, they're tied together and, and when we're not getting great ball movement and shots don't go in we turn it over, um, they're a team that gets out and takes advantage of it and uh, they were able to get a, a good cushion there. So, um, you know, when you got a guy like Katie and you know, it's tough to, to come back in those type of situations because he's so capable of of just making plays on his own down the stretch. So um we just had some trouble with that.
7: Did they do anything to take that ball movement away or was was it more of you guys self-inflicting themselves?
6: Um, you know, give them credit. You know, they do a good job of switching and um Bruce Brown does a great job in in picking roles and um they did a good job in helping, you know, all those situations. But I think we could have done a better job of just getting off the ball and and getting the ball, you know, moving around the the perimeter a little bit and making them have to close out to us and, and then try to make plays at the rim and find guys. And um, that was kind of, you know, what we were preaching in timeout. So we just weren't able to, to get it done.
4: Did you feel like there was a different energy from him after he kind of, kind of dropped him on that one
6: play? I don't know. I don't know about that, but I made sure not to look him in the face or, I ain't say nothing about it. Just kept moving. Uh, I'm not that, not that dumb. So, um, but you know, that's just Katie. He's gonna do that regardless of you know, a, a, a one play in the game.
4: You guys talking to Katie? That,
6: that's kind of what Bruce was saying on the other side. You know, you guys were talking to him and kind of woke him up. I wasn't. I don't, I don't know who was talking to him. Um, I was focusing on other things, but um, you know, that was just a normal. Normal game, guys talk, nothing crazy.
4: With, we've got got to see both Jared and Trent tonight, I'm kind of curious how you you see those two young point guards kind of at their point in their careers and what they need to develop and how they kind of grow into their their future
6: careers. Um, You know, early on right now, they they both bring so many different things to our team and um, can improve in so many different areas, but, um. You know, both those guys are getting great experience right now. You know, Trent's had a great, um, you know, year so far and everything he's been able to give us and provide for us on both ends of the floor. And um, JB's just now getting his opportunities. And, you know, with his ability to score and and make plays, I mean, you know, that kind of stuff is, it's easy to see that stuff. Um, His playmaking and all that will come as well. And so, I mean, those guys are are developing great and, and we're just trying to keep them, um, as positive and, and confident in their games because we're going to need them um, big, in big moments during this year, even in the playoffs. Now that,
4: I mean, an 82-game season is an 82-game season, uh, no matter how it plays out, but having a a road trip that starts in New York and in LA at the, this late in the season, is that where you, like, that takes a little wind out of the sails kind of the home stretch?
6: Um, I, You know, I think the road trips for us are, are a good thing. I think it brings us together at a time that you need to have that going in the playoffs, going into April. And, um, no, we don't want to be on a cross country trip, but that is what it is. And, uh, you know, I think we'll be better from having this trip this late in the year. knowing we've, we've been gone. It feels like the latter half of this, of this season uh, on the road, but, um, I think it'll be, it'll be great for us and, and allow us to just you know, come together, unite, um, uh, get our chemistry, you know, and get rolling for, for, you know, the playoffs.
4: Can you take anything away from how you guys finished
6: the game? Um, just so we just keep fighting, you know, um, shots don't fall. We just keep scrapping on defense and trying to make plays for each other. You know, just what what we talked about more than anything is, is not just trying to be a hero or a hero. Um, everybody's still alive. Everybody's still, you know, capable of, of bringing us back. So let's use everybody and trust each other. And, that last little couple of minutes of the game and seemed like we were just all over the place and guys were finding people who we were getting to the free throw line. And, you know, we have to have that kind of energy and, and urgency earlier in moments in the games, especially when they make little six, 0 run seven runs in the second or third quarter and, and be able to nip them in the bud and, um and, and learn from it and move
3: forward. There's Mike Conley tonight. Uh, Mike, 18 points, seven assists, seven of 12 shooting three of five uh, from three credited uh, the nets with, playing with a lot of energy
1: yeah interesting side story there that uh conversation out of the nets locker room that you know kd got a little fired up with chatter out there on the floor uh i'm with mike man i i know what i'm dealing with there and i certainly don't give him any fuel i, I don't think you have to follow him very close on social media to realize he does kind of take umbrage to that stuff and if that was the case maybe that's a lesson learned to just play and let let a guy be a guy
3: well, Mike hit him with that great move where KD ended up on his backside, and uh, Mike said he didn't look at him, not going to feed it. Ooh, Moving on back down the floor. There's a reason that dude is a veteran in
1: every sense of the word, never gotten a technical. I think he understands you know, not just the game but the
3: nuance yep. of the game. Oh, he absolutely does. Master of that for sure, Mike Conley. It's still remarkable to me that he's never had a technical foul. I, it really does. It shows a level
1: of respect, but also he's, he's a smart guy. I mean, he understands – Um, that really doesn't – he's way smarter than me because i got a couple. Uh, It doesn't really help.
3: I want to remind you about the Utah Jazz Most Valuable Educators Program presented by Instructure. The makers of Canvas throughout the season, the Utah Jazz and Instructure will recognize 21 MVEs. Each one will receive a visit from Jazz Bear, a $1,000 grant, a personalized jersey, and tickets to see a jazz game in a suite. Go to nba.com slash jazz slash M-V-E to nominate your favorite educator now. Uh, Jeff, we're still clear. So we'll, uh, we'll step aside here for a second. We'll come back with some more sound uh, coming up on the other side. Halftime, or excuse me, postgame is brought to you by Mark Miller Subaru and the My Wiz campaign. Real stories from real Mark Miller Subaru customers. Subaru owners are diverse, and each has a unique story to share. Read some and share your own at MySubaruWiz.com. Jazz fall to the nets tonight, 114 to 106. We'll have more next on the Jazz Radio Network. jazz game night post game show on the jazz radio network jake scott coach tim LaCombe with you jazz game night brought to you by mark miller subaru featuring the my subaru Wiz campaign real stories from real mark miller subaru customers share your subaru story for a chance to win prizes learn more and share at mark subaru.com jazz lose tonight 114 to 106 to the brooklyn nets we'll get you more sound from the players hopefully coming up here shortly Let's get to your Chick-fil-A foul shot review of the game. Download a whole new way to Chick-fil-A. Earn rewards with the Chick-fil-A One app. Tonight, the Jazz from the line were 18 of 22, 81.8%. The Nets were 13 of 15. Uh, Night after Rudy went to the line 12 times, he only went to the line four times tonight. Uh, Three of four. Donovan Mitchell was seven of seven. But the Jazz did do a good job of guarding without fouling, I suppose, uh, giving up only 15 foul shots, three to Kevin Durant. Although, you know, like I said at the beginning of the show, it felt to me like the Nets got a lot of easy buckets.
1: Yeah, they did. They they got to the rim. They were 13 of 18 at the rim. The Jazz only ate for 14 at the rim. And then to your point, like Quinn said, this is the lowest number of corner threes attempted by the Jazz this year. They only took two. Wow. They took, uh, 24 to- or, uh, yeah, only took two threes from the corner. So, uh, pretty interesting that, that that is kind of a barometer shot, and the Jazz just did not get it this this time.
3: No, and you wonder, you know, the ball has been moving so well and they've been getting those open shots. What the difference was uh, tonight? Was it the way that uh, the Nets were playing them, or was it something the Jazz were doing? Yeah, I think,
1: you know, it does speak to the perhaps what the Nets taking the middle away is kind of what I sensed, because obviously you get middle, you're looking opposite. Um, you take the middle away, you're kind of playing out on the perimeter, and that's where most of the threes came, were above the break, and not those corner threes off the pass.
3: Uh, Jazz led tonight by Donovan Mitchell. He had 30 points on 9 of 23, shooting 5 of 15 from 3. 3 rebounds, 3 assists. He did have the 6 turnovers. He, he got a little bit better with that there in the second half. The Jazz's team did. They finished the night with 13 turnovers, which is a somewhat acceptable number. But uh, Donovan... It's a little uh, higher than we've uh, been used to seeing recently. And he had them all kind of in a spurt,
1: you know, I think three or four of them almost right in a row um, where, again, it it gets tough because you need him to attack, but it's hard to attack when there's no space or there's no gaps. And that's what Brooklyn did a nice job of is taking that away. Um, Donovan probably tried to force a little bit too much in in stretches, but uh, overall kind of got back to where he was, you know, shooting the ball really well making good decisions uh 13 is a number turnover wise you can live with so i don't think at the end of the day that was the the make or break
3: what happened in the third quarter the, this game was really lost in the third coach they were the jazz were outscored 38 to 24 and i realize a lot of that probably has to do with kevin durant but you know we're used to seeing this jazz team be a little bit better in the third, actually, and it seemed like tonight they just didn't have it. That's make, that makes
1: me wonder the fatigue factor yeah. coming out, particularly after playing last night. We've all done that where you you know, you go out, do something and and then sit for a while and have to go do something else, and that's kind of the situation the Jazz were in at halftime. Um, you know, adjustment wise, they did adjust and get Rudy more touches, and I think that was one thing we saw. But, yeah, overall, I would say it was just that energy piece in the third quarter where the Brooklyn had a bunch and the Jazz didn't seem to have it, you know, in bunches, and that's where they kind of were able to pull away.
3: And give the Jazz credit for not going away. Uh, they had a better fourth quarter, uh, outscoring the Nets 31-23. to 23. It was just uh, a little bit too little, too late. So it wasn't necessarily like we saw in the game. I, I, this one's jumping out in my mind, like New Orleans, where it just was... You know, they didn't have it in the second half, and then it was just over, over. The Jazz certainly fought harder than that. Uh, went on a 15 2 run in the fourth quarter to try to make it respectable, but it was just not enough. And, you know,
1: again, we watched the TV broadcast because it's, you know, the audio's not in sync. So we were listening, and I'm telling you, if, if Bowler and Holly and Thurl were selling timeshares tonight, like they were selling the fact that the Jazz were still in the game with two minutes to go down 10, I think I would have bought. I think we've been in the buying line because they were, they they were selling it, it pretty good. But, but I do like the way the Jazz fought. You know, they, they could have just, you know, gone away. They kept pushing, and it did get down to two possessions, got it to six. Um, but, you know, really that's where Durant is so tough because he just rises up and makes a tough shot and kind of ends that, you know, stems the tide.
3: Well, that's the hard part, right? And, and speaking of Holly uh, of and Thurl and Bowler and not to uh, pick on them, but oh, well, actually hold that thought. I'll pick on them. Coming up, yeah, cool. we got to pick Let's go back to uh, Brooklyn and hear from Rudy Gay.
4: After, like, you know, having such a weird season. <laughs> yeah, I mean,
3: you know, it's just a learning experience. I didn't,
8: of course, the competitor, I mean, expect me to just know things right off the bat, but it takes a little time. I'm starting to get my rhythm and, and starting to figure out how I can impact this team.
4: Nobody has success on Kevin Durant, but, like, how do you, how, what is it like to defend him, I guess, first of all, and kind of how do you, Figure out
8: how to, you know, kind of start with the player. Um, that's the thing. Like he he continues to progress. Um, always been a great t- a great player. Um, you know, and and you know it's hard to like in it's the NBA. Any like any score on the team is going to be hard. You can't stop them. You can try to contain them. And um, you know he he made a couple. You know, he made a run on his own just based off of our, our laps and 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 in, in our um our strategy. And um, you know, he takes advantage of that. That's what great players do. When you when they see an opening, they take it and and um you know, he he made us pay.
4: What happened in that that second or third quarter that kind of unraveled everything for
8: you? Guys? I mean K D had like 20 points, that's probably a start, <laughs> straight points. But, you know, it's just, um, you know, they, they gave us a really good shot. You know, sometimes, you know, if you're familiar with boxing, sometimes it's hard to come back from that. So, you know, once you get that shot and, you know, we're, we're becoming a better team and better team. And, and, you know, we stuck in there for a little while, but, you know, you figured out you got ourselves in too much of a hole and it was hard to get out of it.
4: Can you sense kind of when a player like like the caliber of KD kind of is like, all right, I'm going to just take the game over right here? Can I sense it? Yeah, like can you sense when they kind
7: of
8: get into that mode? No, nah, I don't even think he senses it. I mean, you know, just when you see something, you take it. And, you know, to have the talent that he has and be able to see things and have the height that he has, you know, he's he's one of a kind, you know, he's top 75. And I think he's, you know, not just saying it because he's my friend, but, you know, I think he's arguably the top 10 player that ever played his game. So maybe five. So, you know, you expect him to do things like that. When we slip up, he's going to take advantage of it.
4: Things that uh, Quinn pointed to when I was asking about Boston were mm-hmm. their defensive length. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's something that you guys have struggled against this season is playing mm-hmm. against kind of like long-rangey mm-hmm. uh, defenses. What's the way to like combat that? What What's like maybe the key when you're
8: going against guys that have that much length, um, I think uh, our strategy and how we play, you know, can combat that. Um, we just have to stick to it. I think, um, you know, this is a team that is really talented and can do a lot of different things. And sometimes, sometimes we get away from who we are as a team, and uh, that shows. I think we're we're, you know we're a really good team, but, you know, we have to stick to our principles, stick to, you know, what coach when, uh, coaches and, and, you know, we'll be pretty good. When you say stick to your principles, what are those? Our principles, ball movement, um, defensive versatility. Um, but for most part, just uh, playing for each other, playing with each other. Um, you know, it's a long season. Sometimes, you know, things happen and, You know, we have our uh, our ups and downs, but I think this is all these games that we know we're kind of up and down as a learning experience for us to get to the you know, hopefully get to the finals, but to the playoffs. All right. Thank you. Thank you.
3: No all right, there you go, Rudy Gay. Uh, Rudy, tonight, let's see here, let's get up his stat line. He was four for five, one for two from three, at nine points, three rebounds, and an assist. And talking about Kevin Durant, I mean, I that's what I was going to get to. Uh, you know, Holly Thurl and Bowler kept talking about the Jazz just need a stop, need a stop, need a stop. When you're a according to Rudy Gay top 10 player of all time, top five player of all time, even that isn't that what makes Kevin Durant great? You know you got to stop him. You know you need to stop. If you're going to win, you're going to stay in the game. You need to stop, and he's just so good, he's going to go out there and make it.
1: It felt like the Laker game in L.A. when LeBron kind of did his thing, you know, and it it is when those guys kind of determine they want to really, really play hard and and win a game, and they're going to make challenge shots the way they are, and then, as Rudy said, when you have lapses and then give them easy ones, that's what makes it tough. Um, I thought his insight there was really good when he talked about the strengths of this team and it's you know in his mind ball movement and playing together making plays for each other and and then defensive versatility Um, I I think those are three great identifiers for this team and tonight that offensive piece that we've really kind of been raving about over the last week was not there you know guys were not uh, really moving the ball great I, I think you credit Brooklyn maybe their length and their scheme But that is the difference between the way the Jazz played offense, say, last night and the way they played it tonight. And Rudy talked about times where there's lapses. Um, That's going to happen from time to time. But, uh, again, hopefully everybody
3: understands what really makes this team good. The the word he used was principles of the team, which I really like. In fact, that's one of those things that maybe we should latch on to and remember, Coach, because you're right, that was very insightful from Rudy Gay. The principles of the team, and we can all picture it, he's totally right. Defensive versatility certainly Ball movement and playing for each other, not the, you know, let the air out of the ball and and go get a shot, creating for others, that sort of thing. I mean, you know, maybe instead of focus and all these words we've used for it, uh, going back to their principles should be the way that we should put it.
1: And when you look at the way the the game evolved, I mean, the Jazz lose by eight, but you go back and look at that first quarter and the number of possessions that were just kind of okay. They weren't great. You know, they did not, as I said, you know, play with a throttle down trying to get to the middle and really setting the tone, you get to the end and you realize, man, f- five possessions different and we could have won that game. And hopefully that's the thing that the Jazz continue to, to put together. Again, a night where it wasn't necessarily their way energy-wise, but I liked the fight. I, I liked the energy in the fight, and they certainly didn't back down.
3: I don't know if we've talked enough about Kevin Durant's eight assists to go along with his 37 points.
1: Yeah, and, and eight rebounds. I mean, nearly had a triple-double. Um, he, was, he was unbelievably good tonight. And again, it, it makes no surprise this game was important to them. They, just like we talked about the, the, before the Jazz went out on the road, how important these games were here in Vivint to win because you get out on the road and it's uncertain. Uh, so that was one that certainly had circled because it's uh, a big one. And then you know the Jazz are a team right now that is really well thought of in the league and that, uh, that, that gets guys ready to play.
3: Well, not to just uh, keep beating this drum, but it really is a reminder for me, as if anybody out there needed it, of just how awesome Kevin Durant
1: is. It's true. I mean, we had that conversation before the game, and uh, with his age, and Rudy Gay made this comment, he, he continues to improve and find ways to, to work on his craft. David talked about his pregame workout. Uh, you know, game shots, game spots, and game speed. That's one thing Majeris always talked about. Don't come into the gym and shoot these casual three-point shots jogging from spot to spot because it's not how you get shots in games. Take If you're going to take an hour shooting it that way, take 15 minutes going as hard as you can, and those shots will definitely translate more, and that certainly that's a message that Kevin Durant's taken.
3: Yeah, he's a worker, and his game is just beautiful. I mean, it's just just gorgeous. Effortless combine, at times. Effortless, and to, to, to combine that kind of size and length and athleticism, which is truly remarkable, but then just put it with that type of skill, uh, you you, you and Booner were comparing he with Giannis, and I thought you guys were right on the money. You know, Giannis is great, maybe the best player on the planet, but he's not as skilled as KD's. K, K, he's, he's, Kevin Durant is just so good at basketball. You know, I don't know if LeBron has the type of skill that Kevin Durant uh, does, and that that is meant not as a slight toward LeBron, but a, just a compliment to how it's just silky smooth and it's just so good. So you can almost put... You know, LeBron and
1: Giannis in a very similar category, they're direct line players. You know, talk about getting downhill. Their whole advantage is their physicality, their ability to force the issue, and then the creative finishes in and around the rim. Whereas KD, he's got wiggle. You know, he can do that, but he also can cross you over and make you look silly uh, or drive it and pull up. He can do all that stuff and make it look really good. So kind of the difference between, yeah, like what I call – obviously phenomenal direct line players,
3: and then a guy like KD who's got a little bit more wiggle. That fadeaway in the lane? I mean, nobody's stopping that. That's got to be the unblockable shot. He's one of my
1: favorite guys to watch. Holly, in the broadcast, mentioned his freshman year at Texas is when I kind of latched onto him. When I started watching games and seeing him out there, um, you know, knew kind of right then, like this guy's going to be kind of a game changer. And certainly he's been that, you know, gone on and done amazing things, won a ring. Um, and this this is an intriguing Nets team if all the pieces can come together. I know everybody's talked all year long about, you know, Vegas making them the odds-on favorite and all that. But it, 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 there, it remains to be seen, you know, what the playoffs will look like for this team. But I can tell you what, they're, they're
3: pretty scary. They can be pretty scary. Isn't it crazy that Kevin Durant went two? And, uh, you know, it's too bad that Greg Oden's career, uh, you know, was so short he had injuries and he just couldn't get on the floor. And when he was at Ohio state, he was really, really good. But imagine, you know, the, the blazers thought, you know, oh, is he too skinny or is he going to have to put on weight or whatever? Cause you just look at Kevin Durant. It's like, man, that's the basketball player. That's the guy right there. And that's, you know, who knows? I know he was very thin and everything, but
1: probably overthinking it. And certainly 10 years later, the way the game's changed, whereas, the guy like Greg, Greg Oden's now you don't see him in the league anymore. No, These really big, don't. non-versatile, non-moving guys that are just kind of blocker screeners. And you know Kevin Durant now is he's he's what you're looking for.
3: He's the he's the prototype. He's the prototype. Yeah, he's the ideal. And boy, was he uh, amazing tonight. And and you know what, Royce O'Neal he played tough. He played physical. He got beat up tonight. It's so hard because Kevin Durant, how tall is Royce? 6'4", 6'5"? I mean, Kevin Durant's got... I mean, he was a whole head taller when they right? when they were standing there together. Seven inches on him? And you
1: figure Royce is pushing so hard, you know, they won that po- in the post, not trying to let it in there, but that's hard because you're three-quartering, you don't want to front it, but he's three-quartering the best he can, force him out on the floor, so he's like, okay, I'll catch it at 12 feet
3: instead of 10 and make that shot. All right, let's go back to Brooklyn. It's time to hear from Donovan Mitchell. <laughs>
4: You know what's the what's the the way to alleviate that? Get into your offense. Um, got you
7: out of your yeah, defense. you know I think the biggest thing we spent a lot of those two quarters, especially the third, taking the ball out the net. You know, so to alleviate that, it's it's running. You know, kind of attacking in space and in transition and stuff to do that when they're hitting them near everything. But that goes back to our defense, and you know some of them you can you can say. Kevin Durant. Like, you know, he's he's hitting contested shots and some of them we can fix. Um, so it's kind of a balance between two, uh, those two. But you know, being able to attack and transition in space, especially when they're trying to hold you and and knock you off your course. Um, and we kind of found it in spurts but we didn't really do it for a whole night. It's tough when a back-to-back when they they come in and do that. But, you know, credit to them. Uh, we'll we'll fix it and and we'll be back. What would you like
4: to have seen differently on Kevin
7: Durant or anything? Honestly, you know. I give a lot of credit, you know, to him making the right play, but a lot of guys around him hit shots, made the right plays as well. You know, so we threw doubles. Then those guys kind of got going. So now we're kind of hesitant on what we're doing. Then some of the shots he hit is just seven feet and shooting over our big, shooting over double teams. And, you know, so at some point in time, you got to tip your hat. You know, there's no game plan for... Know shooting over double teams or or whatever. So, you know, we 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 did a bunch of different things. We tried to tire him out. You know, but he made the right plays. Uh, You know, they got guys on the team that can make make shots and and get in there. Bruce Brown had 20 tonight. Guys who can really get in there and and make plays, and they did that tonight. Um, You know, they didn't do that the other night. Obviously, Kevin obviously Kevin went playing, but they didn't do it the last time he played. So, you know, it's it's it's, you gotta give him credit. You know, they 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 what they were supposed to do. Um, after we took the ball out of Kevin Durant's hands. And then when it was in his hands, he was able to make the right place.
4: Uh, you guys, going up against Boston, they've been playing like crazy, yeah. especially defensively. One of the things that Glenn mentioned was their length on the defensive end. Mm. That's something that was kind of uh, troubled you guys mm. when you're playing against rangy teams. What what do you have to do against
7: that? Attack in space. Um it goes back to what I said. Um, get stops, get on the transition. Don't let them set their defense. Um, we don't have the tallest backcourt. Um, so being able, like I said, to attack in space, make sure we, we're spaces for our threes. You know, teams got to respect that. Obviously, you know, we're not sure if, what Boyan's status is, but, you know, him being out there, just being out there is a, is a threat um, for sure. But, you know, as us, as me and Mike, as the, the two heads of the snake, you know, being able to get down here and create, fine guys and take our open shots. Because, you know, it's kind of like in Golden State, as well, when you turn down shots or shot fake or whatever, not saying we did that tonight or we will do that, but when you don't take the first initial look, you're kind of driving into, you know, seven feet wingspans and, and such and such. So being able to to go out there, create for others, make plays and and then lock in defensively. What have you seen from Rudy Gay the last few games? Um, he's done a lot of different things. You know, he's been, he's been, obviously, the shot making um would obviously stand out the most, but he's been, he's always been vocal, but just being able to, you know, Looks like he's getting, you know, back to back to form, continuing to, to move his feet, being in right positions, grabbing rebounds, initiating offense, knowing where he's supposed to be. And, you know, to come in, it's a new it's a, it's a crazy system to get used to. Like in your in your first year, you know, we saw it with Mike uh, his first year, you know, it took him a little bit. So it's, it's tough to kind of just come in and just start clicking, you know, especially at the four spot, you know, when there's a lot predicated on, you know, defense and offense. So you're starting to see, you know, when he's he's figuring things out slowly but surely. And, you know, it's good to see. Yeah. Um So typically, if we're not out there by the start of the, by like that clock, you know what I mean? Like we're not out there. So neither. So uh somebody took a shot and then they got the rebound and they took a shot. So automatically you shoot after the dead ball or after that time or whatever it was. Um, this is a delay of game. So both of us shot it. So that's where the double T, the double delay game went. And then they weren't ready to start the half. So that's where the uh, the attack comes in. So. All right, there you
3: go. That's uh, Donovan Mitchell tonight. Donovan did have uh, 30 points. He did it on nine of 23, shooting five of 15 from three, had three rebounds, three assists. As well, talked about how they didn't run as much tonight because they were busy taking the ball out of the net. I think that uh, ties into something you pointed out uh, about what Coach Schneider said, how uh, their offense or you know their offense and their defense were connected tonight and uh, didn't do any, either one any favors.
1: Yeah, the other piece that he he you know he tipped his cap to the plays that difficult plays that KD made. Um, you know, it's the breakdowns that kind of get him going, and and then I liked his use, I think that we had this, we're going to use principles of this jazz offense as kind of a thing going forward. You know, what do you do when teams, you know, switch and, and muck things up? As he said, you attack and space, you know, you attack in space. And that's what tonight, that attack piece, you know, didn't get to get to space too much because the attack piece was just a little bit, I guess, three quarters instead of all the way. And we saw what all the way looks like last night, the way the Jazz really attacked the Knicks. So just got to get back to those principles again. Um, you know, teams with rest fare really well. Uh, that was kind of the case tonight. But it'll be interesting to see with a, 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 tie, a day off, You know, they certainly got to travel short distance to Boston. I guess a really hot team, uh, but can they keep it rolling? I think that's the question.
3: Postgame game is brought to you by Mark Miller Subaru and the My Subaru is campaign. Real stories from real Mark Miller Subaru customers. Subaru owners are diverse and each has a unique story to share. Read some and share your own. MySubaruIs.com. Coming up next, we'll get Coach Combs' final thoughts on this one before we turn the page. It's Jazz Game Night Post game show on the Jazz Radio Network.
0: a time machine, pops out the other side, goes back to the future with a right-hand hammer. Wow!
3: David Locke on the call. Here play of the game brought to you by Larry H. Miller dealerships for service, sales, and selection. LHMauto.com driven by you. Someone should remind David that Back to the Future was a DeLorean. You don't go in and come out the other side. You need to get up to 88 miles per hour. Come on, Doc.
1: Come on. I, I will tell you this: if Rudy Gay indeed did travel in time, I just want Biff's almanac. Because be I nice. would
3: never have to work again. You could like create a casino just like Biff. It is futures. Yeah, right. Uh, postgame is brought to you by Mark Miller Subaru and the My Subaru is campaign. Real stories from real Mark Miller Subaru customers. Share your Subaru story for a chance to win prizes. Learn more and share markmillersubaru.com. Jazz fall tonight to the Nets, 114 to 106. Donovan Mitchell did have 30 points on 9 of 23 shooting, 5 of 15 from 3. 3 assists, 3 rebounds. Mike Conley tonight, 18 points and 7 assists. He had a couple of steals as well. Jordan Clarkson with 19 coming in off the bench. Uh, Rudy tonight, 11 points but just 4 rebounds. Uh, strange to talk about Rudy. And the Jazz overall on the boards, coach, out uh, rebounded forty-one to thirty-seven. Haven't been many games recently. Jazz been uh, out rebounded. Just kind of a strange game from that standpoint.
1: Yeah, energy, energy fatigue. You know, uh, it wasn't an effort thing for sure. I think it was just uh, playing last night, flipping around, playing tonight, um, and you got to give Brooklyn a lot of credit. They they needed the game. They figured out a, a really good strategy. They stuck with it. It worked. At um, the end of the day, they were a 123.9 offensively. The Jazz a 112.9 on offense. So you got to just, uh, again, we know this team can score in Brooklyn, but they, they did a little bit extra tonight defensively, did a good job of just kind of slowing the Jazz attack. And then, like Donovan said, I think there's, the Jazz had a little to do with that too.
3: Yeah, a little bit. And they've been playing so well recently. I don't know if I would call this a step back given the circumstance, but maybe just a reminder to refocus on those principles that Rudy Gay was talking about.
1: I totally agree. I don't I don't look at this game. I mean, it's frustrating that it's Kevin Durant doing it with, you know, a bunch of other guys. And I do concur there's not another NBA starter out there outside of perhaps Steph Curry, or sorry, not Seth Curry, not Steph Curry's brother. Um, but it, it's a... Uh, yeah, it was a big win, and I think we, what we saw tonight more than anything is the greatness of Kevin Durant. All right, Coach, give us a few final thoughts before we turn the page on this one. Got the split in New York. Uh, you know, it was important to get one of those games. Certainly the next game is going to be a beast. Uh, Boston is playing really well, probably one of the hotter teams in the NBA. Uh, the same type of principles, being able to guard in the half court, you know, be able to kind of throw the kitchen sink at Tatum, make sure that um, – You know, the Jazz are a little bit more forceful on offense. I think those would be the keys, but it it should be a fun game. The Jazz are in the midst of a crazy road stretch right now, and um, it doesn't get any easier. I mean, Boston's playing great, so uh, got a day to travel. Get yourselves ready, uh, but we will be tuned in, see what they can do against the Celtics in Boston, one of the greatest towns in the world, by the way.
3: And, uh, yeah, I know you spent some time there, a little near and dear to your heart. Uh, Donovan Mitchell said, of course, we don't know about uh, Bogdanovich, but if they were able to get him back the way he was playing, that certainly would help. I got his inkling. I don't know anything, but it seems like he's close. We may see him Wednesday
1: night because David kind of thought he might play tonight. So I think he's close.
3: Well, the Jazz certainly hope because before he got that uh, calf strain, he was was really, really playing well. Uh, we want to say a big thanks to everybody who helped out with the broadcast tonight. Of course, Lock and Boone, terrific work from them as usual. Thanks to broadcast assistants who helped us out. Thanks to Jeff Carroll, executive producer of Jazz Game Night. Thanks to Mark Miller Subaru, the title sponsor of the post-game show and the My Subaru Is campaign. Real stories from real Mark Miller Subaru customers. Subaru owners are diverse and each has a unique story to share. Read some and share your own. MySubaruIs.com. And, of course, you're the man, Tim Lacombe. Thank you, buddy. Good to be with you. Thanks for the... Arby's. Oh man, it was good. And hey, Roster Thomas has had a rough stretch. Oh, didn't even go there. Roasty's got to get back. on. So I don't
1: understand why Roasty was so hot in the frigid cold,
3: and now it's warming up, and he cannot buy one. Roasty has not missed three in a row all year, so Roasty's close. Got to get back at it. Got to spend some time with it. But again, another 106 tonight with plenty of chances. But, hey, didn't do it. Couldn't quite get there. So we'll, we'll see what happens. Uh, up next for the Jazz, they'll take on the Celtics in Boston Wednesday night. That game will tip off at 5.30. Pre-game coverage begins at 4.30. And as always, you can hear it all right here on the Jazz Radio Network.